Welcome to Annunciation with Father David. Father David is the priest at Annunciation Greek Orthodox Church in Decatur, Illinois, where every week people are connected to the ancient wisdom of Orthodox Christianity. Here's Father David. Christ is in our midst. He is and always shall be. I need to apologize ahead of time, because um, today I'm going to be politically incorrect. Um, so just be warned. <laughs> um, uh, but before I get there, uh, let me set it up for you. Um, as you well know, um, I like to pay very close attention to the way that the church juxtaposes things holds things next to each other on days like this and asks us to compare and contrast and allow all of these juxtapositions to help us interpret what's going on in the feast, what's going on in the scripture readings. And one of the primary ways that the church does this is through the Perkimena, which are those little verses that are said before the epistle reading. And today's... Um, Prokimenon comes from Psalm 98-99, depending on whether you're following the Masoretic numbering or the Septuagint numbering. And I would like to look at this psalm. It says, The Lord reigns, let the people tremble. He sits between the cherubim, let the earth be moved. The Lord is great in Zion, and he is high above all the people. Let them praise your great and terrible name, for it is holy. The God's strength also loves judgment. You establish equity. You execute judgment and righteousness in Jacob. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his footstool, for he is holy. Moses and Aaron among his priests and Samuel among them that call upon his name. They call upon the Lord and he answered them. He spoke to them in the cloudy pillar. He kept his testimonies and the ordinance that he gave them. You answered them, O Lord our God. You were a God who forgave them. You took vengeance of their inventions. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy hill for the Lord our God is holy. The verse that I'm interested in is verse 4. In English, it is translated, the king's strength also loves judgment. You have established equity. You execute judgment and righteousness in Jacob. What I find interesting about this is that Nowhere in either the Greek or the Hebrew is the word equity. Um, if I were to do a direct translation of the Septuagint, it would say something like this. And the honor of the king loves justice. You've established righteous judgment. Actually, it was... And the honor of the king loves judgment, and you have established righteous judgment and made righteousness in Jacob. Now, these 
What's interesting is that there's two different words for righteous that are synonymous in Greek. One is dikiosini, and one is um, uh, ephititas, which means straight, direct. So it's hard to parse out from this where you might get the word equity. But that word shows up in just about every English translation that you can find. And what this demonstrates is the way in which we, as an English-speaking people, have sort of imposed ourselves and our worldview and our culture and our hopes and our desires upon God in this small little way. And the fact in the fact that to us and to us this idea of righteous judgment somehow means equality. And you can see it in our own culture in the fact that we have basically, since the beginning of the American experiment, strived for equality in some shape or form. Um, And the example that I'd like to use today is women and men. How, uh, you know, we have over the last century or so been struggling with this idea of how do we make men and women equal? And, you know, in, from a very practical point of view, that's impossible. Just for example, I, as a man, have always wanted to experience pregnancy because I think it's a fantastically wondrous thing to feel a new life growing inside of you. And of course, that's not possible. I can never, in that sense, be equal to a woman. But what's interesting to me is the way in which our culture strives to make things equal. And this shows the foolishness of this particular path. And that is to somehow shift resources, shift attitudes towards one group or another. I have grown up in a generation that saw men portrayed as fools. If you look at commercials from my generation that I grew up watching, if you know the best example I can come up with is the Simpsons, right? We have, in essence, two women characters and two male characters, and the two male characters are idiots. Bart and Homer are blithering idiots, and Marge is this competent woman who sort of makes up for the idiocy of her husband. And the most brilliant of them all is, of course, Lisa. 
So I have grown up being told over and over and over again that men are idiots. We're stupid, and we need women in order to make up for our stupidity. This is changing, by the way. I've been watching children's programming a whole lot for the last couple of months. <laughs> and there are now segments, usually at night, <laughs> where fathers are seen in a positive light instead of as idiots. And for the first time in a very, very, very long time, I saw a commercial um, where the man remembered the anniversary and the woman did not. But the reason that we have to now shift, start shifting our attitudes and say, hey, wait a minute, maybe we should honor our, our, you know, the dad for a while at any rate, is because we have an entire generation of Americans that are fatherless. We have been told so long that men are stupid that when well, we've tried getting along without fathers, and that has proven to be, well, disastrous. And we can see this, you can substitute men and women for any group of people that you want. And we can see our attempts of taking away something from one group who we see as more privileged and giving it to another group who we see as less privileged. And we see this juggling act of trying to make everything equal when at the end of the day, this is really impossible. And I'll use myself as an example again. I have asthma. I've had severe asthma since I was a kid. I'm also tall. I was asked ever since I was a little kid, why don't you play basketball? You'd make a great basketball player. Once or twice running up and down that court, I would have a severe asthma attack. So, I am not equal to the average guy my size who gets to play basketball. So, really at the end of the day, the only thing that the world can offer to us that truly makes us all equal in all things is death. Everyone dies, whether you are a king or a pauper, whether you are a man or a woman, whether you are old or young. Everyone dies, and in this one sense, we are all truly equal. And this is why today we as Orthodox Christians lift up the cross. Because we are saying along with St. Paul that wisdom that you seek, you Gentiles, and that includes we Americans, 
that wisdom that you seek in trying to balance things out, trying to take historical uh, signs of iniquity between this group and that group and trying to correct them, that wisdom that you seek is not the wisdom that we seek. You may seek that equity out there. We seek Christ crucified. Because even God experienced death. He lowered himself and made himself in his humanity equal to all of us. So that in his divinity, he could give us true equity. That righteous judgment that is the correct translation. Because his judgment is the cross. He judges the world by sacrificing himself on the cross. And therefore, as we say in the Orthodox Church, when he comes again, everybody, believer, non-believer, of every generation, of every ethnicity, every nationality, every language, every culture, will be raised from the dead. So if we truly are after equality, if this is the wisdom we truly seek, then we should lift up the cross. We should say to the world, seek the crucifixion of Christ, for it is in Christ that we find true equality, because he equally gives eternal life to all. Of course, how we experience that eternal life is up to us. But it is a gift that he has freely given by death. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and ever, unto the ages of ages. Thank you for listening to Annunciation with Father David. If you would like to speak with someone at Annunciation or visit us, you can find contact information, directions, and service times at our website at AnnunciationDecatur.org. The chant at the beginning and end of this podcast is the Byzantine hymn, Kentuckian of the Mother of God, sung by Capella Romana. For more information, go to their website at CapellaRomana.org.